0: Whether you're using music as a tool, whether you're just using it to play, uh, using it to motivate, inspire you, just be in the flow of music. I watched a show about a year ago. It's called Frequencies. It's basically of a young little boy and a young little girl. represents a high frequency. One of them represents a low frequency because they're the polar opposites of the high and the lows. Is represent our emotions is something that's trying to be worked out in regards to how they keep causing this chaos with nature. There's a guy in the background and he's, he's playing his piano. and Someone says to him, what is it that is the reset? He said, it's the music. What is it resetting? He says, it's resetting your soul. So music is literally a channel that connects us on a deeper level. And I used to say, I listen to music with my eardrum. I dance to it heel and toe. I sing with it with my voice box. I feel it with the heart alone.
1: My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Welcome back. Again, my name is Jay. I am excited to introduce my co-host. We have the man of the land from down under. He calls Australia home. He's coming in hot right off the uh, right off of a, a pretty intense workshop of sorts. Welcome back, Evis Love.
0: As always, my brothers, this is across the other side of the pond. Looking forward to diving in another deep episode.
1: And of course, we have Jay Riddy. He's coming in hot. It's the second day coming in off of set. From uh, Back to Work on the Tank, welcome back, Jay Ritty.
2: Good to be here with you guys. Let's break it down. All things money tonight.
1: And we have Mm. Jeff Asano. He calls Nashville, Tennessee. Jeff, you can see in my background right behind my candle is my fresh, uh, my fresh copy of your book that was just received yesterday. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sending Brake. that out.
0: We got here, Jeff. Well. We've got you, man. We've got your support mm-hmm. there, brother. <laughs> thank as you we
1: take a moment here to, uh, to wait for some of our viewers and guests to show up tonight, want to uh, just drop us into tonight's topic is all about cost of living or living at a cost. It's episode 151. Tonight's show is all about money, money, money. And Ev, since you're on the top shelf, this may have been your topic that uh, we actually uh, di- We picked uh, in a production <laughs> meeting just a couple of, uh, couple of 24 hours ago. Why don't you uh, kick us off, light us up, get us hot, and get this show going on, into money. What is tonight's show all about?
0: Money, 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 money. Oh, actually, actually. Money. We'll- <laughs> money. <laughs> At a different angle, when I saw it in the uh, meeting before a uh, meeting, and see, I can't even speak properly on Messenger this morning before I jumped on the plane from the airport, I actually picked up cost of living also being a living of a cost. If we're not really living the life that we truly want to lead, and um, look, if we're going to go down that angle of strictly about money and the uh, energy behind it, then even more the merrier, my brothers and sisters. Because it is a part of a workshop uh, that I do, uh, which I've shared a lot, uh, particularly with the Rainbow Serpent Dream, and I'm very fortunate enough to, to really help, um, you know, brothers and sisters uh, nationwide now with. And um, one of the topics is actually about money, and um, there's really three things that we still play down here in the uh, third dimension in physical reality, and I've said this, um, in you know, we. with relationships. We always talk about relationships on our show. We talk about health and uh, in the crux of all of that, you might want to even put money and career together. So these all culminate and they really mold into the one. They really are interconnected. Now, when we think of money or moony, funnily enough, it just happens to be on a lunar eclipse. We're thinking of an energy the inner chi. The inner chi comes from within. So if we are lacking in money, if we are still in the scarcity programs, we have to have a look at those scar cities within. Money for me, and I share this in a lot of uh, you know my workshops with brothers and sisters, it was a belief system that I was very limited with. I always taught uh, growing up. I was told that money was the root to all evil. Uh, all those rich people, they're greedy. Um, you know, money's really hard to come by. And all of these other, other you know, uh, self-denying, self-limiting beliefs that really consume and block you from this abundance coming within your life. As I've been able to do my own mental laundry, I've been able to clean up my slate and be able to really eliminate some of those belief systems, I really found it wasn't about the scarcity of money. It was the shame of not having it. Let me just say that again. It was the shame Hmm. of not having the money. So when I was able to clean up that shame in behind not having it, then all of a sudden, money started to follow me. I wasn't chasing it because my energy had changed on a particular, as I said, in the iTunes or the tune in. You are an instrument, my brothers and sisters. You are bringing in the vibrations and the frequencies that you want to actually manifest out in this reality. So we have to start thinking about these money blocks or these things that are making us limit the cost of living because it really will take away our uh, opportunity to live out some of these dreams, some of these wants, needs, or desires, which to me is really, I feel, what it would come down to. So we've got to think about: is it really the cost of living, or are you living at a cost? So this is going to be a deep episode, my brothers. Let's dive in. Hmm,
1: Actually, I think we opener. may be, I think we're kind of done, aren't we? I mean, you hit it, you, <laughs> you hit on <it> all <laughs> cylinders right there, Ev.
2: I'm I'm fired up now, Ev, because you nailed it out of the gates, man. It's within us. That energy, energy that you're talking about, energy. When I was vision boarding, manifesting, feverishly scouring for business ideas, ways to make money, everything outside of myself, I never had it. I never had money. I wasn't Mm. in the right place to be attracting that money. Mm. I was in the have not energy. And I can tell you with, and believe me, I tried for decades. I spent 15 grand on success seminars That I went like every other month, every third month. It was like a five-day intensive, seven-day intensive. Like studied from the greats, the best out there. I did everything. I jumped through fire. I went to workshops. I did all feverishly trying to fix whatever was broken Mm -hmm. in me to align me with money. Now, I can tell you, I struggled with it forever during that period. And I never had the abundance that I wished for. But when I stopped and I focused on myself and my boundaries and setting healthy boundaries with the world outside of myself, I started teaching the world how to treat me. My energy level was expanding. I was showing up in the world differently, confidently, standing up for the little Josh inside, protecting him fiercely. And then also at the same time going after my passion, not after, not chasing money. And when I flipped and did those things, money hasn't been a problem. It's been flowing to me whenever I need it and showing up for me in the most amazing ways. And I literally don't have to focus on it anymore. All I have to focus on is me, my energy, and showing up as this full uh, happy, fulfilled self in the world because I'm going after my dreams and passions mm. and I'm making those the priorities in my life rather than the money I didn't have.
0: We're going in, brothers. Thanks. Mm. We're going in, man. Mm.
2: <laughs>
0: Jeff, what about you, my brother? How's it going around this money, money, money?
3: Well, it's one of my... Uh, as... um Really interesting, guys, because um, um, I'm in that place right now where money. I want to use the word isn't flowing, um, but there isn't that flow in my life right now. There are other actually, I think Josh just gave me and you guys just gave me some answers to the questions that I had of like what's going on right now, because uh, this book is just it all consuming all the things surrounding what's going on with this book and I think um things are shifting in my life um moving through a transition in, in my life to other levels and 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 I'm understanding that making that transition from something that Josh just said chasing after the money and I just realized that the last couple of days I've been thinking on those terms. Where's the next photo shoot coming through? What's the next job coming through? And there are things, some big things on the horizon, but it's about staying with the passion of what is fueling me, as opposed to chasing money. Wow. That is... Because you know something what I realized is that's what we're focusing on. I mean, that's what I'm focusing on or have been focusing on is when is the money coming? Mm -hmm. Not when are these next great opportunities coming Mm -hmm. to move to different levels in my life or different areas in my life. I was focusing on when, oh, wow, when is the next job coming? And thus, what that is when the money will be coming as opposed to, wow, I still, you know, I want to shoot. My passion is doing photography. That's that. It should be not where is the money coming next in not where is the next photo shoot coming from next is about that's my passion and staying with that part. Um, and, and that is coming from a place of abundance. Not abundance, abundantly financially. The the abundance of my passion. The abundance of my talents, gifts, and abilities. The abundance of how much I enjoy doing that. And I haven't done it in a while. And I really, really, really miss it. Sure. You know, sure. this whole book thing is consuming, folks. If you're ever (laughs) going to do a book, it will consume... Every waking minute of your life. Believe me.
0: <laughs> Beautiful,
2: brother. You know what? It was when I shifted to love and giving. How much can I give? Mm-hmm. And where, is that? where are opportunities to give and show up for others while being my whole complete self? Love giving myself the love that I need, so I don't need it from anybody else. And then, yeah, that that giving is just it's just play, mm. like you with your art, Jeff. It's yeah, that's your play.
3: Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a, I'm not a marketer or I've, I've been feeling the last all week long that I'm an administrator right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, I'm, sure. I'm an
3: administrator of all of this stuff, making, you know, I'm, I'm an administrative assistant to myself and making phone calls and all that good stuff. And, um, as opposed to, you know, being an artist, but this is, this is all part of it too.
1: So I want to switch gears right here and, uh, kind of dive in a little bit about when, when we have a relationship with money, what is the difference between being attached to money versus being connected to it? almost kind of like is it similar to our relationships with human beings and the second part of this i want to i want to challenge you guys on is does money define how you feel about yourself has it defined how you feel about yourself for the better or mm. for the worse
0: yeah 100% two great mm. questions brother to start off i'll yeah. answer your first one that's for sure man and that's the attachment to money versus the connection Is simply based on your codependence of it. Are you depending Mm. on money to give you to the second part of your question, answer, Mm. to manage or note your self-value or your self-worth? So many of us, we grow up from those early ages again and we define how much money we have in the bank account. Mm. That bases our self-worth, our self-value. So when Mm. we don't have it, our levels of self-esteem and confidence to actually just live by our own truth, passions, joy, and happiness, and Mm. align to some of those gifts and talents that bring naturally in the abundance for our lives.
1: Mm.
0: We have everything we need, brothers and sisters. Mm. But as I mentioned at the start, if we have shame wrapped around not having the money, then that's when it actually repels from us because of Mm. that energy. So we Mm. have to dive deep again into Mm. these emotions Mm. tied with the shame of not having money within our lives. Mm. And then we may have to go into certain patterns, behaviours and habits that allow us to be able to manage money. So we have to be mindful of money. And so we have to have mindfulness practices. If we aren't even checking in, with some of these feelings and emotions that are wrapped around not having this money, and we, then we keep stressing about it, then naturally we are going to, like I said, keep repelling it away. Mm-hmm. So practicing mm-hmm. mindfulness, like you said, uh, Josh, you know, if we are still chasing that coin because we don't have it, mm-hmm. and then we don't uh, have it, we go into the lack mm-hmm. or the scarcity program, then naturally mm-hmm. we are on that frequency or that vibration of not enough.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put me on mute and just listen tonight. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I'm listening to you guys, and it's just <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Um how when Jay sent out like this is gonna be the topic for tonight, and I went, Wow, this is perfect for what I mean, what what Ev just said is is wonderful for me to hear right now because i'm in that place the what's going on right now which is is just triggering these old um systems within me mm-hmm. about money and it not being there which it it's not the truth it's really interesting i mean this is this is wonderful i mean i am going to be a listener tonight and- well, uh,
1: well, well, well well as you're listening jeff i'm going to invite you to kind of Uh, plant, I'm going to just plant the seed within you, um, which is, is maybe this is just another question is how often is our relationship with money, not even our relationship with money, meaning Mm. it's, it's a, it's attached to our ancestors. It it Mm -hmm. may be your father's relationship or your mother's relationship Mm -hmm. or whomever had a significant influence on your, on your life when you were a child growing Mm. up Mm, Um, because so much depending on what your backstory was or your family uh your family history uh, we all have we all are indoctrinated when we are born into our homes into a relationship having or not having money and that for many of us becomes our mantra that becomes our our gps system and Mm -hmm. um so that's just that's just another component of it is how often when we're in, in that inner dialogue around our relationship with money, is it even our dialogue that we're having? Mm. Whose is it? Mm. What do you make of that, Jay, Ritty?
2: Well, I certainly didn't get past any. I, my dad was was great with money. Mm. I don't know what happened to me. Uh, but, you know, I had a really messed up relationship with money for, a, mm. for most of my adult life. It hasn't been till recently mm. and I've, I've been to the bottom and, but I've also, you know, I had like a two bedroom house with a pool in Burbank and it was, and I, and those were some of my most miserable years. Cause I was in my head and critical on myself. But then after my startup crashed and I owed half a million dollars to investors and over 120,000 to friends and family. And I finally just forgave myself for all the that years of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was renting a room from a guy I was paying $950 a month. It was like less than I had ever paid in college, um, but I had a room and that was it. And I was meditating and I was working on myself and I was doing the healing journey and I and I was happier there. That I had been with this big house in a pool when I was putting all of this pressure on myself to mm. be successful and to be, cause mm. I was mm. what I was dying for was I'm worthy. I'm enough. My dad's proud of me. I mean, I was dying for all of those things mm. from the outside mm. world during that period. And those were my unhappiest years. Mm. Um, so it's that we, we are the battery, right, Ev? We are the powerhouse. We are the power mm. station. And when we, we create that from within and when we can be proud of ourselves and we do feel worthy, we mm. do. But I hear you. It's hard in a comparing world. It was really hard for me during my broke mm. time not to feel less than. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me seven years to finance every, anything. I had to pay cash for everything. Mm. multiple points. I tried to buy a different car in there and I got returned down from everybody. Um, and it's hard not to feel unacceptable to mm. the world. I was, I was financially unacceptable mm. to every bank, every institution, every lender. Mm. And I literally had to pay cash for everything for seven years after mm. that crash. Mm. And it is a battle in your head to not feel unworthy, unacceptable to mm. the world. Um, well, it's, it's
1: interesting you say that, Josh, because I, I I'd like to kind of expand what you just said in, in this last moment here, which is that our go-to when we, are, when we feel like we're, uh, we're not producing enough and we don't have enough to cover our expenses or wherever we're at in, in that moment, We do take it personally, meaning many of us actually, uh, we spiral. We take it in a downward spiral, and Mm. we make it about about us in that moment. Mm. Yeah. And we take it personally as though there's something very wrong with us. However, what if we were to shift? What if we were to change our relationship with it and truly tap in the way we've spoken about the same topic many times on Real Mineral Talk Live, which is what if we actually look at that moment and ask God or divine source, what are the lessons that I'm supposed to be receiving from this relationship Mm. with my status with money in a moment? Mm. And because when we are able to really examine or process and reflect and really embrace the lessons, perhaps instead of feeling less than, Mm. We could actually tap into what I'll call humility. And the reason Mm -hmm. I I say that is that I spent my whole corporate career chasing the mighty dollar, Mm -hmm. and it it, for me success was always measured around how many how many zeros were after before the decimal point. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much success I had, Mm -hmm. no matter how much I had created. First mm. of all, it was never enough. Uh-huh. Meaning meaning mm. I still needed more. Now I needed more because I wasn't emotionally ready for the windfall of the success that I had. And, and therefore I didn't respect the money that I created in my corporate career. Uh, but secondly, it really comes down to is that at least for me, mm. no matter what I had achieved it it was never enough i always I was always striving to get to that next level mm. and what I didn 't know then, of course, which I understand today, was because I hadn't done any of the in, inner work mm. i was I was living in the old narrative as far as creating wealth mm. and living a lifestyle that would prove that I was worthy of it or that I was enough Mm -hmm. and no matter how much I had achieved, it never filled me up. I always felt like it was almost like, yeah, I'll say it. It was almost like an addiction. It really was where we can easily get addicted to creating wealth Mm -hmm. and, and then not feeling like when we, when we've reached that, that level that it is enough. So Mm -hmm. we continue we continue to do the same exact thing over and over again and i i did that for 39 years and what i will share is that today i'm not creating that level of financial wealth that i had when i was in corporate america but what i have today is way more in a piece what i have today for the first time in my life is humility and i'm always trusting that in the moment I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Even though at times Mm. I may say, can we just hurry this process up? Can we, can we just, Mary may say the same thing to me sometimes. But the truth is, is that, um, Mm. we put this, this incredible burden on ourselves, especially as men, if we are in, in a, in a family dynamic where we have a partner and we have children and we think uh, that, you know, we want our wife to be a stay-at-home mom, per se. Mm-hmm. And that puts even more burden on us as the, mm-hmm. as the primary um, individual responsible to create wealth in the family dynamic and a family mm-hmm. model. So, you know, there, those are just some, some of my thoughts in this mm-hmm. moment. So the, mm-hmm. just to recap, one is is that rather than going into the old narratives of when we don't feel like we have enough that we're not worthy or that, you know, we, we we beat ourselves up from the self-esteem perspective instead. What if we were to just in that moment, just ask what are the lessons What I'm supposed to be learning Mm -hmm. in that moment. And I do want to shift and to really ask you gentlemen this evening, what, what is our relationship with money and with spirituality? What can it be in a, Can it be a healthy relationship? How important is that? And how can it change our relationship Mm -hmm. with with Mm -hmm. creating money and creating wealth Mm -hmm. if we embrace spirituality? What role can God or divine source play in it?
3: You know, um, as you were talking, Jay, uh, one of the many affirmations that I do every single morning, part of it is, and I think this comes down to if we take money out of the equation, what do we need? What do I need each and every day to live the life that I'd like to lead? And part of this affirmation, it's a it's a prayer for abundance. But in it, part of it says, whatever I need, whenever I need it, wherever I need it, for as long as I need it, will always be at hand. hmm. That just popped in. It's part of a larger prayer that I do surrounding abundance every morning. But it's not so much about money because we attach our lifestyles, what we're doing, what we're eating, um, when the money is not in flow. And, you know, I'm talking about artists and people who are, you know, self-employed, so to speak, not the people who have nine to five jobs and getting that steady salary and all that good stuff. But for us, and for me, when the money is not flowing, and I don't even want to use the word not, because that's what's shifting and changing to me during this show. What you just said, where where wherever we are in the moment, that's where it is. It doesn't mean that it's nothing's flowing or it's not flowing. We just in a in a place wherever we are in life, and then that energy will begin to flow again. So when we first got together tonight, I said I, I don't feel like I'm in flow. I feel like I'm stuck mm-hmm. um in this place. And I wasn't referring to money. And I think that's what I'm learning here from you guys tonight. Is it's about what what do I need, and what's ju- what's happening in my life right now, and you know, as an artist right now, you know the the photo shoots aren't coming. The it, things are shifting, so this is a transition period. And as Jay said, wherever we are right now is where we are, and we could take money out of the equation. It's amazing mm-hmm. how we I, I personally can attach money to what's going on. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing. I'm attaching money and then what it's bringing up is my um, attachments to survival consciousness. You go. That's what's mm-hmm. popping up in my life right now is um, can I survive because the flow of work or photo shoots or it's different, there's a transition. It's not happening right now, and it's triggering that those old remnants perhaps of survival consciousness
1: beautiful. well, for a guy who said he, he was going to just listen and, and not talk tonight, you, you, know, <laughs> you seem to have had a reversal. I'm you not, guys
3: well you guys uh, just inspired you yeah you guys. Uh, inspired me to made me make Beautiful. me think about things differently.
1: Beautiful. Uh, Ev, I want to bring it back to the question I just asked and, and get your insights on it. What, what role does God of source play in our relationship with money? And, and, and how can we turn it? If it is, if it is a negative relationship, how can we pivot? How can we hmm. invite faith, trust patience into this process of, uh, Of our relationship
0: Mm. with a mighty Mm. dollar and you just said three of them my brother Mm. faith trust even patience Mm. you know one of those other things that you know you've got to talk about when it comes into spirituality terms i mean that was definitely something that was a, a limiting belief in me as well you know you've got to a first identify some of these money blocks and these belief systems So when we're able to even identify where these belief systems have come from, ask yourself then, are these even true? You know, spiritual people uh, shouldn't have money. Or if you're spiritual, you can only do this and only do that. Money Mm -hmm. is spiritual. Mm -hmm. Money is an energy. It is a tool. So when we can have a look and see it more as a tool, to allow us to create what within our lives Mm. at the real root of all of this, my brothers and sisters, when we do get past the shame of not having it, we've mentioned this in the show before. It is literally about your stability, your security and your safety. So when we can feel safe, stable and secure within our own being down at that root chakra or that light center, the foundation, then that allows us to rise into our creativity, to rise and be able to manifest some of these dreams, wants, goals, needs, or desires within our lives. And then, yes, we may have to start putting in some sort of new behavior and actions to know how to self-manage. Man, I had to learn about money. I was never taught about money. I actually went into the books and I I had to learn where money came from. What was it backed up by? What was this thing about money that was blocking me within my life? It was me within. I wasn't expansive. I was being expensive. So for me, your real cost of living is if you're not living it. And what I mean by that is that you aren't aligned to your purpose to your soul plan when naturally when you start to align to those particular things within your life like i said the energy of money itself spiritually physically will start coming within your life now on a side note when i was just doing that workshop again really good timing i actually said to the guys in there and this was actually for um you know uh, guys that are in the, the minds, and uh, you could look at the metaphor of that, you know, what is their mind about before they go into these minds? said, okay, guys, what are we here for? What is the purpose of this opportunity that is upon you? You know what they mm-hmm. said to me? Good money. I said, oh, okay. So that is the money block right there. There's nothing wrong with having that as the intention, but it was the shame of not having the money previously within their life. Now, when I brought it back to their own values, their own vision, their own purpose, it changed the meaning of the opportunity that has been given and presented to them. So money is not just a physical thing. It's a state of mind. And it's a state of being.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm. And something you said just jumped out at me, Ev, is that, um, you know, when, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. Um, you, did you guys ever live the one, have the one day disease? Uh, one what day when explain? I have uh, oh oh that one day when I have enough money I can oh yes. yeah. uh, be free. one day when I have enough this, I'll, I can be this finally, or I can be that or I can do this or I can mm-hmm. do that. I had one day disease bad mm-hmm. um, <laughs> And that was the exact same time I had no money in my bank account. but if you are living for one day. Mm. And you are currently not living mm. or, or living in the moment. Yeah. Yep. Mm. If you, if all of your focus and energy is on one day, you're mm. not here. You're not now you're not living. Mm. And you know what? You don't have to have these big lavish vacations to feel free. Mm-hmm you don't there's small ways that you can do these things to have that energy now to be that energy now Mm. and then you are bringing that into your life you are living it today and not i i wasted well not wasted let me reframe that i spent my entire 30s for one day Mm. and i can't get them back Mm. and i've Going into my 40s, I said, there's no way in hell I'm doing that again Mm. because I worked my entire 30s and I was still broke at the end of it. Mm. And I didn't live. I turned down connection with friends, trips, Mm. plans, evenings, dinners to try and make that dollar. Mm. And Mm. I wish I could have it back. Mm. But now, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Now I do small weekend trips. I can't afford a big European vacation right now, but I there's little ways to feel free still. I just got mm. back from a trip out to Joshua Tree in the desert. We stayed out there two nights, mm. and it felt fanta- I felt free. Mm. I felt like I had it all. I was peaceful. Mm. I gave myself a gift for working so hard this last six mm. months. Like There's little ways we can do this, even though if you don't have a lot right now, And Mm. that is the having energy. That is the being energy. That is the presence of now and enjoying your life now. And I guarantee Mm. that energy is going to bring more money to you than Mm. one day.
1: Mm. I I do want to say one thing, Josh, I want to push back on you just a little bit with love for you. Um, Let's go. When we, (laughs) when we, when we reflect back on, on a period of our life where, where we're, we were not mm-hmm. in flow, we were not in sync, um, and we go to, I wish I would have, or I, I can get back yeah. that time. There's an energy exchange that's taking place for that. Mm. However, I, I wanna invite you to embrace what I'll call changing your relationship with that window of time, instead of seeing it as, God, I lost my 30s. What if you would embrace that and say, I'm not feeling it quite yet, yet. I'm not feeling it quite yet, yet. However, I know that I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I hadn't totally. gone through mm-hmm. that decade. Because I'm going to live in regret, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. And I don't like regrets because why waste time on something you can't change? Right. And I do. I'm for sure grateful for even my financial crash because it forced me on the journey. Right. It forced Mm. me to be who I am today. So, yes, but there is a there's a tiny bit of struggle sometimes when I look back at my 30s and I'm like, wow, Mm. I was in such a different headspace and focused on all the wrong things. Right, but and but, of this but, thing.
3: but but you know something, Josh. You're not now. And if that didn't happen, you would. Oh, yeah. You, you if that didn't happen. i oh, put it this way. So if if that didn't happen when it happened at that perfect time that happened, it would have to happen again you for you to possibly learn oh, what you I, needed to learn. Oh, I had to go, to go through, through it. it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so everything that goes on in our lives is divine. You know, it's it's divine in that brings us to where we are now even what happened 15 minutes ago or an hour ago or two days ago is all divine if we come with the mindset of like okay that is in my plan from my soul perspective all of it is perfect and sacred and divine What am I learning? How am I growing? And what tools am I garnering from all of those experiences that um, I went through? When I lived in L.A., I left New York with a hell of a chunk of change. I left L.A. with $5,000 in my pocket. You know, I whatever happened, happened. I learned an awful lot from it. And, you know, I joke around like, oh, wow, I have a terrible relationship with Los Angeles. Um, but it was all perfect and, and divine. Did I, does it make me giddy? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't make me giddy. And, go, oh, wow, that was great that all that happened. No, it sucked. But. Mm-hmm. It really was the biggest trigger of those years to move me deeper into my scarcity consciousness.
1: Yeah, you know, the one thing I do also want to bring bring back, Jeff. Let's uh, really just, you just hit on something that's that's kind of triggered uh, for me is is that when when we are chasing the mighty dollar, meaning uh, we we see. Uh, we think we see a gateway or we see a portal or a path to creating, to having more of an abundance of money. But if, but if we're doing it in a way where it's not in alignment with our, the true essence of our passion in life,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then exactly.
1: what's the likelihood yeah. that either a, we're going to mm. reach that pinnacle or B, we're going to be at peace
3: yeah.
1: along mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. striving to yeah. reach the pinnacle.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, the key, the key word is striving. Mm-hmm. In in the mindful and self compassion class that I took a bunch of, a whole bunch of months ago, now there is a whole lesson about striving and how we can stay in that mode and that energy of we're always striving after something. I I'm think, striving Gabby- after this, striving, striving, striving. Just think about it, folks. What are you striving after right now? Striving, striving is what it's equivalent to to Josh when he just said one day. So I'm going to strive for that one day. And a, it's really not that healthy, and b, it's 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 not about living life. you just, you're just continually striving after something, chasing after something. And then all of a sudden, if you get it going, wow! And more than likely, as you said, Jay earlier, no matter bad. how much money you made or had, it wasn't enough. So you kept on striving after something that wasn't even fulfilling your heart space. You're mu- you're muted.
1: The work itself, I found at times, was fulfilling because was, I wasn't creative. But the challenge for me was, and it's a big but, was that I wasn't at peace within myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done the inner work to become the man I am today. I hadn't gone through it yet. I was mm. I was looking in all the wrong places, chasing chasing and thinking mm. that when I do make it enough or when I do make more, when I do buy that, that next high-end car, the bigger home or that vacation or that next men's designer suit or whatever it was, that I'd be okay, that I'd, that I'd mm. be happy. So what I was chasing was truly was, what I was taught was to chase happiness. Mm. And as we know, Happiness isn't sustainable. Mm. It's a fleeting emotion. It comes mm-hmm. and goes. Mm. So I was I was chasing happiness, utilizing money as the access point. And no matter what I had picked up along the way, it was never enough.
3: Mm.
1: It was mm-hmm. never enough. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it's um, yeah. Shannon says ego. Jay, you were totally an ego back then. I was. I was. I was anywhere except here, meaning living in my heart space, yes. Mm. Because I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, mm. I, I it just, these things, I was taught what I was taught in a home, in a society, mm. at school, on a playground. Yeah, It was all about, at least from my perspective, mm. it was how it looked. Mm. And as long as it looked good, then I thought I'd be good. And the truth was is that I wasn't good. I wasn't okay. There were times I was, but for the most part, I was living in an, an internal dialogue within myself that mm. I wasn't at peace. And I did everything I could do to, um, to fill it up and use money as that access point mm. to create wealth. And the truth is, is mm. I wasn't ready for it. Even mm-hmm. when it showed up, I wasn't ready for it. So I squandered it. I abused it. I misused it.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Today, I live a very simple life. You know, I don't have a 4,000 or 3,600 square foot home today. I live in a 742 square foot tiny home. That's just one example. And I don't mind not having men's suits today, I only held on to one. Mm-hmm. but i haven't I think the last time I put it on was when my oldest son got married. I haven't worn it since, and I'm mm. at peace with that too. you know mm. the dirty of my feet, the cleaner I am mm.
3: Mm.
1: What I mean by that is that instead of wearing designer shoes i'm I'm wearing hiking shoes, and my feet mm. do get dirty
0: yeah.
1: and i'm at I'm at peace with that today.
0: Mm. all barefoot brother I've seen you out there barefoot a couple of times uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. right, right.
1: <laughs> have you been such an active listener tonight what are you making of all this it's time for you to it's time for you to kind of put a pretty bonus show and eventually get to a wrap mm. what are you making of uh, this conversation that we've had this evening
0: mm. well, it's a conversation I think it's going to go on for you know a while as, as we, we keep really Managing and I guess balancing out the karma, even wrapped around money on this planet, mm. it, it, it has really been an energy exchange, which have has been associated for a lot of people's belief systems mm. as greed. You know, there's mm. there's nothing wrong with money; mm-hmm. it's how we use it. Mm. Like I said, it is a tool. Mm. So to identify the emotions that are wrapped around the belief systems that have been blocking (laughs) you from actually having it within your life would be 100% the first step, my brothers and sisters. You know, those times when I felt like I was broken and my self-esteem and my worth was based around the money in the bank, I had to do a lot of deep inner journey work. Mm. Once I got and really identified and eliminated some of those belief systems, I started to replace them. And I still, to this day, to maintain the practice of keeping an abundant and prosperous mindset, replace it with a particular energy and frequency that I'm always looked after. Mm. There you go. We're always looked Mm. after. brothers. Look at the miracle that you've been Mm. living in. Mm. You've been through hard times, Mm. but what happened? You still got over the line. Mm. So we have to fall back in gratitude. Mm. We have to come back to the things that we're grateful for. Mm. You know, you are looking after. My ancestors look after me. Higher source looks after me. Mm. Out on country looks after me. If you need to learn about abundance, step outside in nature she will teach you the abundant mindset. She will teach you how to be abundant and feel abundant. Mm. And think about the way you talk to yourself because if you are still associating these emotions Mm. wrapped with your worth, then you're going to have to change through affirmations that money mindset. Mm. I'll share mine that I do daily. Mm. I am Evis. I am health. Mm. I am wealth. I have an abundance mindset. That allows me to feel safe, secure, healthy, free to mm. teach spirituality to the world. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And that's all I say daily. Mm. I plan, I practice, I repeat. Plan, practice, repeat. Mm. Simple, not easy.
1: Mm. It took 151 episodes for Evis to finally use <laughs> for that. Simple, mm. not easy.
2: Mm. Wow. You know, Ev, uh, for that very reason, I keep in my wallet uh, during the hard period, the crash of my life. Um, I got down to $11. Mm. My bank account was empty and I had a 10 and a 1 in my wallet. And I vowed that if I got out of that hole, I'd save that as a reminder. Mm. And I, and I keep it in my wallet. Um, I keep it as a reminder that I'll be okay. Mm. In the worst of times, I'll be okay. Mm. And that's Mm. the trust and surrender.
3: Yeah. It's it's trusting that the universe is going to support us. And you know something, it always does. If we can be in gratitude, like Ev just said, for all the times that it has in our life. I mean, just look at it. I mean, look at where we are, even the four of us right now. And I'm thinking, you know, my my scarcity consciousness and survival consciousness has been um, triggered the last couple of uh, weeks, but um, the key is to look at what is in our lives, not what isn't. I can tend to go at what isn't in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a challenge for me. I really have to consciously stop that, even when I'm doing it. Whoa, there it goes and and I hit that, and we all go into blind spots, and I was in a blind spot the last couple of days or maybe week or so of go of, Oh, wow. I don't have this. I don't, this is not there. This is not coming. So wait a second. What is the universe telling me right now? What is in my life? What's coming up in my life, you know? And you know, that, that's a challenge for me is to remain with what, what is in my life. And like Eva just said, We all, the universe has supported all of us. And I have to remember that. It's trusting that the universe is going to support us. And then also trusting that there are people in our lives who are going to support us right where we are and love us right where we are. Exactly,
0: brother. Amen to that, my friend. Amen.
2: Yeah,
3: Damn, doesn't it come down to that? Will I be loved if I have $5,000 to my name? Will I be loved if I have $500,000 to my name? Will I be loved if I'm the biggest rock star in the world? It all comes down to to that simple place of... Loving and needing to be and wanting to be loved. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know
1: what's interesting about that too is, is that many of us that um, have this relationship with money around, um, money will, will bring me relationships too. hmm and success in relationships. I've worked. I've worked with a number of clients over the years that um, there's no guarantee. They they they've had very successful careers in their in their practices and mm. their businesses, yet they hadn't been married. They mm. had broken engagements, broken relationships, mm. and that's why they seek counsel. Is because they didn't understand why they could have such mm. great success mm. in their career, but when it came to Personal relationships, they they hadn't, they weren't able to have sustainability. They couldn't maintain a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So then they come asking, what's wrong with me? Why can I have such success here? But yet when it comes to my personal life, not so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you make of that, Riddy?
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Just taking everything in tonight, you guys. Mm. Amazing breakdown of this. Um, It's the relationship with ourselves first. Yeah. First and foremost, always. Mm. And if that's, you know, fractured, uh, negative, you know, that inner dialogue like Ev was talking about, those words we use are so important. Mm. And if those are filled with negativity or I don't have or I wish I had, or one day instead of, Jeff, you called it that gratitude. That gratitude for everything we have right now.
0: Yeah,
2: A roof over our heads, no matter how small your place is. You're not out sleeping on the street like the homeless guys a block away from me here. You have food, you have water, you have people who love you. You love yourself, you honor yourself. You value yourself. You go out into the world. You share your gifts and abilities and your love for the world. Mm. We have so much. Mm. Even though social media tries to tempt us to compare. And we see our friends mm. often in Fiji or wherever. I mean, mm. sure, I'm happy for them. Happy for them. But. I don't need to get caught in the comparing mindset mm, mm. what i have is beautiful and i'm so grateful for all of it and mm. maybe that's because i've been reduced to nothing before but gratitude jeff got me out of that mm. time when i was at my smallest i mm. was grateful for every little thing i had yeah and uh
3: yeah you know, um, I was out with a bunch of buddies last night in my men's group, from a men's group here. We went out for dinner. And I don't know how, oh, he a friend of mine just came back from Australia. He was there for 21 days. And mm. uh, so we got together and we're hanging out. I don't know how the conversation got around to third world countries. Mm. And I said to them, um, I think it should be a requirement that everybody must, Go and visit a third world country. Mm-hmm. I've been to I've been to three, uh, you know, on three different occasions, three different trips in my life for various different reasons, quote unquote third world countries. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about it, and I remember one instance when I was in Burma, and a friend of mine and I went out to walk around. We were in this nice hotel, but we wanted to go walk around. And people were living in in huts. And I remember this woman stopped us and asked us to come in for breakfast. She opened up the hut and had everything laid out. You know, she was asking us to come in. And that's what she had. That's where she lived. And she wanted to give to us and invite us in to her hut and I forgot that story and I was telling these guys because one of the guys is one of those guys that has a Fitbit he's got all these gadgets and things and that really don't pertain to anything in life except for I can have that and I told him that story and he went wow and I said yeah That woman thought she had everything, everything that she needed and was inviting us in for a meal. And if we can remember that and just really think about that and how wonderful that is. I remember that because my friend at the time, my friend Carol just went, I think I'm just changed for my entire life. And that's part of, she was, she was sharing her abundance with us. So we can look at abundance on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll break it down real simple. There's, there's two levels. It's either an inside abundance or it's an outside abundance. And then we get to pick and choose if we have that option, Mm -hmm. which is really going to, which is really going to bring us to that level of inner peace, mm-hmm. inner freedom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no longer attached to outcomes, but being okay with right where we are at with what we have and with mm-hmm. what we don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. And with that, I'm going to invite you to close us out. Give us uh, a minute or so closing mm-hmm. thoughts and we'll put a pretty boner show and call it a wrap.
0: I think we've uh, tied it up, my brothers, uh, very well uh, around money. But I will finish on a quick story Um, up at the workshop. um, Obviously, a big part of the three day, four day workshop. Got that time flu. Four day (laughs) workshop was obviously around fitness and health. And um, I did mention at the start of the show, um, you know, we do still just tie three things into the third dimension, and that is our relationships, Mm. that's our health, and that's our career or money. And one of the questions when we were talking about the money topic uh, was funnily enough, um, I talk a lot about with the, the idea of eating good foods, eating clean foods to really be able to clear up some of these things that may have been causing toxicity around relationships even your relationship to money. And straight away they said, but Ev, you know, you, know, you can eat all this clean stuff, but it, it costs too much. I said, well, let me know what you're, you are eating. Oh, you know, we just get those convenient foods, the foods on the run that, you know, don't cost too much. I said, well, are you sure they don't cost too much? So no, you know, just a few dollars. You go through, dry through to get you through the day. I said, You guys have watched me eat up here since I've been up here. I have my smoothie first thing in the morning. The rest of the day, I've much got a maybe a protein bar grazing through the day, and I have my big dinner of a night. I said, My brothers and sisters, do you think it's actually costing me much to mm-hmm. live these basic wants, needs, and desires in my life? He said, no, 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 no. I said, well, why investing in your health does it sound like it's a a, a lot to be at a cost of living? Because you've got to keep in mind how much is it going to cost you when you aren't living? And you know what the sad reply I got was? Well, my brother... It's not going to cost anything when I'm six feet under. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we have to think about how much, how much value does life have itself, my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think what I, what I heard there is he missed your point. When you, were, when you asked that question, you weren't talking about when you're six feet under. You're talking about when you have massive medical conditions they're impacting your quality of life while we're still mm. on this earth mm. going to work, doing mm. what we're doing what we like to do, or doing what we have to do, mm. but doing it in pain. Mm. And I think I do believe that's probably more of what you were asking.
0: Mm. Is it really worth it? Is your mm. cost of living really worth not living at all? It's mm. really a small investment, brothers and sisters. Mm. So, we've got to get past a fixed interest mindset and start to become more flexible mindset. Mm. Allows us to be more expansive, like I said, instead of expensive in the way we're looking at things.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I want to take a moment here to thank you guys, my brothers. Uh, it looks like you all, at least three of you came in, two of you came in hot tonight for episode 151. Viewers, if you heard something that you liked or love, we. We invite you to, to share the link from tonight's episode, share it with family and friends, invite them to subscribe to our talk show over on YouTube or LinkedIn. I love you guys. You guys are one of the highlights for me every single week. And with that, I wanna thank all of you for joining us on Real Men, Real Talk
2: Live.